What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This week, we are talking about one of my all-time favorite movies ever. If you haven't seen, let's help you out. If you haven't seen the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder, first of all, shame on you. It's just shameful. Uh, second of all, watch it uh, because you're going to get more of the references in the episode. Um, but we kind of clarify the points. Anyways, if you haven't seen it, you'll still be able to track what we're talking about. It'll just be more fun if you've seen it. Let's put it that way. Uh, so we're talking about Charlie Bucket and that character in particular. And we're going to expand off of him and go a few different directions and a few different um, takeaways for it. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Before I get you to the show, though, I want you guys to check out TravisCrutcher.com. That's easy for me to remember and should be easy for you to remember because it's really just my name with .com after it. And then TeamHopeLifters.com. Check out those two spaces. It's where you can find everything about myself and Jess and all the things we're into and what we're up to. And you can schedule us to come speak. You can schedule me to coach. You can schedule Jess to get your fitness on. All the things. In fact, if you want us to come do this show live for your organization about a topic of your choosing with our brand of weird, we are more than happy to do that. Just hit us up. Um, go to the AAP page on my website and you can get all the information on that. Anyway, without any further uh, or do, here's the show. Five. Hey, and we're live. <laughs> Why? Why what? <laughs> we always go live. I know. That's how I, we do the right, show. That's not. Remember, because we stream it live. Right. That wasn't the question. On Tuesday. It was always. And then we the publish it. Time joke. The audio will be at midnight. <laughs> it's that's how we do it. Right. I'm sorry to stop looking at you. There. Now do you? Right now before. do you understand? <laughs> um, how's it going? Good. Rhetorical. I know that. I've seen you today. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited about today's episode. Yet again, it is not one of the ones that we had pre-planned. Right. This, we were scouting some locations for an event a couple yes. weeks ago, and, you know, words started to fall out of my face as they sometimes do. It was like, oh, that's a show. Yeah. That's a show. And uh, if you read the description, you got a little heads up. But we are going to start with the character Charlie Bucket yes. from the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, mm -hmm. which, first of all, it's clarified. It is in the description, but it's an important distinction I'm talking about the real Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder. Right. Not this... Like, I love Johnny Depp, but that is dog shit. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, it's not my It's favorite. terrible. CGI Oompa Loompas, like, I'm not having a player. Not a fan. Um, so we're talking about the real one. So, but anyway, if you remember the film... Yes. The the pivotal character, like, the, the primary character in the movie, aside from Mr. Wonka, is right. Charlie Bucket. And if you haven't seen it, well, welcome to Planet Earth. Right. Go watch Willy Wonka. <laughs> yes, you have to watch it. Um, but, so Charlie Bucket's poor. Like, super poor. They live in a one-room, like, hovel. I don't even know what it is. Right, you it's, don't ever really see right. it from the outside. You just see the one you room. You just know it's one room. Right, there's one bed. Right. And in this bed are <laughs> Grandpa Joe, Grandma Josephine, Grandpa George, and Grandma Georgina. Right. So he's got his four grandparents bedridden right. in the middle of the room. Yes. And he's got his mom, who you never, I don't think you ever get her name, just mom. Yeah. But anyway, so he's super poor. Like, and you know this because they barely had enough money for bread and they were having cabbage water for dinner. Water, right. Like, and hashtag relatable. And like, off doing laundry, kind of, like, late at yeah. night. Like, maybe yeah. this is part of her job and it's, like, 
everything is like strapped like to the max. Right. And Charlie's grinding, right? Yes. Charlie's got he a paper, a paper route, route after school. And he goes to school. At any rate. So <laughs> set the stage, Charlie's super poor, four grandparents live with him and mom. Right. And what I started talking to you about was like how I identified with Charlie Bucket. Mm. Uh, because I didn't come from a lot. And I remember like one of the things that impressed me as a kid about this character was like he he was convinced like he knew that one of the lines he says is like i've got just as good a chance as anybody like his start point didn't matter to him. he's like i fucking i deserve a golden ticket as much as johnny cash over here right. like as much as mr pennybags like right. it, it didn't hit to him it's like everyone's got the same chance here right well and the, and the premise is is that there is a golden ticket hidden in the Willy Wonka chocolate bar. Right. And if you get this golden ticket... You get to go to the factory. You get to go to the Big factory. Deal. Right. Um, and so that's when he's like, I've got just as good a chance as anybody right. else. And it, it's worldwide. And so it goes across yes. the world. Augusta Gloom. Like, you know, right. I, I won't name everybody. Right. Violet Beauregard, Mike TV. <laughs> and it shows all these other kids. Farouk Assault. Right. Who are, in one way or another, either... You know, cheating the system to get their golden ticket. Baruch's dad just has a staff of people opening tickets. Right. <laughs> and, you know, but the thing is, everyone else comes from money. Yes. They come from privilege. They come from excess right. in a lot of cases. Yes. And so we were talking about, like, that That really hit me as a kid. And I was like, yeah, dude, like, why not? Why? And, and I think, you know, when you come from dire circumstances or, like, tough circumstances, a lot of people get stuck in that and they go... Well, this is as good as it's going to get. Right. But like, man, if you can adopt a Charlie Bucket mindset and be like, fuck that, I got just <laughs> as much chance as anybody. Right. Right. If I'm willing to put the work in, if I'm willing to do X, Y, and Z. And he did. He, he hustled. Right. You can get to the And goal. he got paid. And yep. and he did. He found one. Right. Right. So like, he, he didn't let all the static of the world that says you're not good enough, you don't deserve, all that nonsensical shit deter him from going, no, fuck that. Like, I'm just as good as anybody else. I have just as much chance as anybody else. Right. And he's depicted, too, in the movie as, as kind of the downtrodden kid. Yeah. I mean, his clothes are kind of ill-fitting. He's a little more tussled. <laughs> he's a lot more tussled. Than, than all the kids that they show at school that shows the teacher kind of talking down to him. Like, you're not really even smart enough. Well, there's a scene in the movie when they talk about how many Wonka bars did you open over the weekend. Right. And Charlie's like, two. And he's like, 200 to, you know, he's right. like, no, just two. Just and the two. teacher's like, fucking two? Right. What do you mean two? I can't do division with two. Like, right. he's trying so to. So they're kind of making fun of him. Right. Because they didn't have enough money to buy more than two. Right. It's, it's really heartbreaking. It's kind of sad, but, you know, if you've seen the movie, like, Charlie's a baller. It right. works out. <laughs> um, and so throughout the movie, though, like, he stays focused. Yes. And, and because of his focus and where he ultimately wants to go, like, where he comes from has instilled in him, like, a sense of humility. Yes. A sense of ownership. Yes. A lot of responsibility. Yes. Like, a lot so, of hard work. So he's he's got a leg up for some of his competitors later in the in yes. the movie. <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing we talked about. And like I felt very good about myself. Like, yeah, you know, Charlie went to war for a little bit, but now I want my fucking chocolate factory, man. Like <laughs> right. you know, I was like, Yeah, I identify with Charlie. But then I you and I were talking and I paused for a moment and realized, like, hold on. There's a whole other side to this thing. Right. Because the way the movie's shot, the way the story's written, you're supposed to sympathize with Charlie right. and be happy that he has the amazing outcome at the end. Right. Okay? Um, that's just the way it's laid out. Right. But there's a whole other side to this if you like step back and objectively look at it for a moment mm. that we started to talk about and it was like, oh, we should probably talk on that. Yeah. So 
you you think it's all about poor Charlie, right? Yeah. And all these kids, like Veruca, with all this money and all this, like well, she's a prime example, right? Yeah. Because her dad's got all these resources, they've got all this money, they've got all the things that they would yeah. ever need, and she's spoiled fucking rotten. Right. But completely. There's rotten. a scene in the movie where dad's popping tums because yeah. he's got indigestion. He's falling apart. Right. Mom Wedding. is barely holding on by a thread. <laughs> right? And it's like when you look at the other kids in the movie, yeah. they're not really happy. No. No. There is a, a huge level of discomfort for one reason or, or another that is really their stumbling block. Right. And what precludes them from a great outcome in the movie, and also what precludes people from a great outcome in their own life. And if you start kind of doing a little analysis mm-hmm. on all the characters, they're all filling a gap in their life with something. Right. So, like, Augustus fills his gap with food. Right. Mike TV fills it with TV. With TV. <laughs> you know, Violet Beauregard's got, you know, an oral fixation problem happening. <laughs> like, right. she's going to have some serious daddy issues down the line. <laughs> it's true fact. Watch right. the movie. Um, but they're all filling a void. Right. That Charlie doesn't have. So, like, he doesn't have the money, he doesn't have the resources, doesn't have the cars. But I would guarantee you that those kids who had all that shit, if they were to look and see Charlie Bucket's four grandparents that adore him, right. a mom who's working her ass off for him and loves him, they would trade places in a heartbeat. Right, right. and the it's not a silent love. Even in the movie, it is, you know, the the... Charlie's going around to each of his grandparents and giving them hugs and kisses. Right. And you always see, even though the mom is not in the movie that much, you see her, you know, being affectionate towards Charlie and, you know, telling him encouraging things, even though there's a scene with her being really sad right. and really depressed. Because she can't give him and more. she wants to give him more. But she she pours out everything that she has for him in the way she acts towards him, the way she treats him, and the work that she does to support the family. Right. I mean, there's a movie, there's a scene in it where, like, on his birthday, Charlie spends his money to buy them bread. Right. And then on the flip of that, Grandpa Joe spent his little bit of money that he usually used for a luxury item for himself to buy Charlie. So it's like, there's there's so much love there that anybody, you know, who... Who is in the other situation filling voids. Like, that's the void they're filling. Right. And right. so, when we had both sides of this, hey, Elijah, what's up, brother? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. He said, we're doing good. Oh, thank that's you. That's all the validation thank I needed. You. No one needs to listen to this shit now. Elijah <laughs> said, we're doing good. Um, when you start looking at the big picture there, it's right. like, almost everybody, you know, I, it's going to sound really silly when it comes <laughs> out of my mouth, and I know that, but almost everybody has something to learn or glean from Willy Wonka and Charlie Bucket's yes, character. Yes, if you have not seen the movie, you need to go watch it and watch it from an analytical standpoint. As far as what what are all these people representing? What are they? What are you trying to l- really learn from this movie? Right, and it, <laughs> so there's a, a few a few notes of what we talked about last time with mm-hmm. empathy. Right. Um, because you know Charlie thinks these kids have got it made because they've got the nice clothes, the nice house, the nice cars. Right. But they don't have the family unit that he's got. Yes. So, and, and as the movie progresses, he is also sh- shocked and kind of disgusted towards some of them with the way that they act and the way they treat people <laughs> yes. and the way they are so self-centered right. and, you know, just me, 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 give me more. You know, I'm not going to do anything for any of this. Just right. hand it I to want me. it. I want <laughs> it. And I get it because I said so. Right. Um. But what's interesting is, so 
man, it's going to be a little more woo-woo than normal, right? <laughs> Usually it's all like, you know, resiliency tricks and blah, blah, blah. But this <laughs> this is like kind of a feely one. Yeah, it Which is, is strange for me because um, I don't have many. But but so when you look at the the ultimate outcome of the show, right, and what ends up happening, it, it's all a direct result of not the the environment he came from in as much as there wasn't a lot. Like it wasn't because they didn't have enough that it was bad it or it worked out the way it is because the family unit that he had surrounding him, showing them love and support and humility and values and really teaching him how to person, right? Right. Ultimately led to him. I'll just tell you, if you haven't seen it, damn, I don't know where you've been. It came out in the seventies. He gets the chocolate factory. Right. Okay. Right. Like best possible outcome. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's because of, the way he handled himself, even up to the end where, like, he kind of fucked up. Right, right. He stole fizzy lifting drinks. Which vaulted into the ceiling, which right. now has to be cleaned by the Oompa Loompas. Right, they put fingerprints sure. on the walls. Sure, it's a mess. <laughs> um, but he takes supreme ownership of the situation yes. and then sacrifices his only takeaway, something that he could have used for personal gain, right. to, to keep his integrity intact. Yes. And because of that amazing, overwhelming display of character, he inherits the keys to the castle. Right. Or the chocolate factory. Right. Same, same. Right. Which was ultimately what Willy Wonka was doing, is he was vetting who it was that he was handing on his legacy to. Hey, what's up, Andre? Good to see you, brother. Hey. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And and then on the contrary of that, right, these kids who seemingly had it all showed their asses. Right. (laughs) I mean, straight up showed their asses. Right. And... You know, didn't didn't get anything yeah. good at the end. Right. In fact, very negative consequence. I mean, you get turned into a blueberry and have to go to the juicing room. Right. It's a bad fucking That's Tuesday. Right. right. I mean, you can die in the chocolate river. Right. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Um, but they all had dire consequences, and it it's a direct result of what was missing. And here comes the woo woo part. Yes. They were missing love. Yeah. Right. Like, and and I'm gonna say it, and then we'll give some examples. Right. Um, but anytime you've ever seen anyone just who lashes out for no reason or who, you know, you see it in, in adolescence a lot. Yes. And a lot of times as a parent, your knee jerk is to like snatch them up by their neck. Like, Hey, crazy. What are right. you doing? Right. But the reality is like, they're, they're feeling a need yeah. for affection. Yes. And it's like, if, if I can't get your attention, like holding my arms up, then I'm going to show my ass and right. you're going to have to pick me up. Right. Right. And sometimes negative attention is better than no attention. Right. And so... People act out to get whatever it is. And you you do see that in children a lot where if, you know, it's like, oh, whoever's kid's just a nightmare. Right, <laughs> right. And, but then, it's like you step back a little bit and you're like, well, their parents aren't, aren't super able to provide what this child is obviously needing being an outsider. You right. know, when you're in it, there are some super hard days and there, it's, man. <laughs> but... When you, you know, you when you can see it or when you're that parent and you're in the moment and you see your kid getting out of hand, sometimes really the best thing is you just scoop them up and hug right. them and you just hold them and you just, it's going to be okay and I love you and we need to stop. And so <laughs> let's, you know, I don't want to spend a billion hours on this topic because yeah. you know me, like when I, know, I get into the, so the weeds on dissecting a film like this, I can go deep. But so that's, that's the negative result. Of that void being there, right. right? And trying to fill it with material, trying to fill it with flash, it doesn't work. Right. And so on the contrary, let's look at how do you get the other result, right? Right. And so the other result, like, there's some big examples there that we can pull out really quickly. Like, there's a lot of self-sacrifice happening in that house. Yes. Um, yes. 
if you start with the fact that we've got four bedridden grandparents right. in the living room, right. Right? right? Which later we find out Grandpa George is a fucking dancer. Like you <laughs> could have been working, George, it Joe. Was, it was a miracle. Uh-huh. It was a miracle. Sure. Anyway, so there, was, there was a half a split second where Charlie was like, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. But then he, he took him with him anyway. But so there's this self-sacrificing thing. And mom could probably work two jobs. Mom could probably be hustling all the time, but then she would miss her chance to mom. And so in that house, you can see like, what's the bigger priority here? Yeah. And, and I, I only talk about this because we walk it out now. Right. Right. Yes. My career in the military gone all the time, gone all the time. And, and it, we've talked about like, it was easy to self-sacrifice and sacrifice as a family because of what we perceived to be the greater good that I was working for. Right made sense right but then fast forward to retirement and then corporate sector it's like that shit didn't make sense anymore right to be grinding 70 hours a week to not see my kids to not do any of that stuff right well it it felt like the greater good was lacking right you know you you, when you're when you're fighting for america's freedom (laughs) training people to fight for america's freedom it is a little bit different than you know you're just gone to be gone. To be gone. Exactly. You know, because they're because the person that was supposed to come in didn't come in. Or you know, I mean it just right. it just is it 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 was a hard transition. And and, and let's we, be real. And I think I will say though, it's like we and you were willing to do whatever it took to keep our family going sure. and happy and and provided for. And that was important that to you that when you left the military there was not some giant decline in our right. quality of life or that, you know, all of a sudden everybody's getting uprooted and, you yeah. know, what do we do now? Kind and of if thing. we really look at the situation, like we can see both sides of that storyline right. that unfolded. Yes. So, you know, post-retirement, great job, making more money than we ever did in the military. And it's like, yeah, they have all the flashy, they have all the sexy, they have all the name brand, all the stuff. Right. But... They weren't nearly, none of us were happy, happy. Right. And I was miserable, miserable. Right. And because of that, I made other people around me less happy uh, as a result. And then it wasn't long after the transition when everyone's like, gosh, things are so much better now. Right. Right. And it, it wasn't because the money was huge. It wasn't because they were getting all the sexy stuff. It was because we were present for each other. Right. And the, the reality is, is if you, you know... If you think about the things that are really valuable to you right now, are they really the material things? Is it really the nice car that you have in the driveway? Right. Is it, or is it really the time that you got to see your you know, son catch the football and make the winning touchdown? Or the time you saw your daughter at dance class? Or, you know, those... I'll use today. Today, just in <laughs> passing, Pants comes to me and she's like, Hey, Dad. I was like, what's up, sweetheart? She's like, did you know dog food is actually called kibble? <laughs> And the way it came out of her face, right. I'm like, I go, that is, might be the cutest thing I've ever heard. Right. And right. I would have missed that. <laughs> right. I would have missed that. Right. And I didn't have to, though. Right. And that's the thing. Is there, there, are, there are things that one or other or both parents miss. Right. Because you have to put food on the table. Sure. You have to keep lights on. Everybody has to have clothes. But when you get to a point where you can make a choice to knowingly choose to not be with your family... Right. Everybody recognizes that. Right. Even even kids down to the littlest age right. recognize I'm not being picked. 
and it is hurtful. And particularly when, you, when you're of an age or at a level of understanding where it doesn't really make sense because you tell me that you love me and you tell me all of these things, but what I'm seeing is that you're choosing to stay at the office. Exactly. Or you're choosing to go with your friends instead of come to my game. Or you're choosing, you know, to stay out and, you know, just be away from me. Careful, you're going to pull me into hook. And that's a whole different show. <laughs> right, that's different, that's different. <laughs> um, but it's true. You know, they get it and they do see it. And then when the switch happens, it's immediately visible. You right. know, because of a lot of reasons. Like, that's one thing. If you look at Charlie Bucket's household, sure, you know, there was... There was some stuff to focus on. There was yeah. a dynamic situation right. going on, but no one seemed stressed. No. It was like, we're going to figure it out. Right. It's going to be fine. Right. And it was really that, it, this is a team effort. Even but then, though the grandparents were bedridden, it's like, anything I can do, I'm, I'm supporting you. Right. But then you look at like Veruca's parents. Right. They're, they're like, you know, they're, they need to call the suicide hotline now. Like they are at the end of their rope, you know, even Mike TV's mom, she's frazzled and like, it's not a good day ever. It's not good. No, it's not good. And because they're allowing these voids to be filled with other things. Right. And it it just, it doesn't work. And you, the crazy part is that you can see it in, in business. You can see it in, you know, when you're, when you are, you know, buying engagement, when you are, you know what I mean? Yeah. When, when. When you are trying to fake it to the point where it truly is fake, right. there there is nothing that stands behind it. It is a cardboard cutout of support. It it it's going to fail. Yeah. When the winds come, when you know the storms of life, there goes your car- cardboard cutout. Yeah. And the next thing you know, like you're going down the golden goose, the golden egg chute, right. and you could be sizzled up like a sausage. That's right. Exactly. You don't want that. Exactly. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't want to have a super ultra long show, but I think we can maybe try and recap the crazy mishmash of topics we strung together here. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, we'll retouch empathy, right? Right. So like Charlie Bucket, you know, you want to sympathize with him and man, it sucks to be that kid. But the reality is like, it really sucks to be the other kids. Right. They may have all the material stuff, but they are missing all the love and all the support and all the just like how to human yeah. that Charlie's getting at home. Right. Um, but if you find yourself as a Charlie Bucket, man, you have got the same fucking chance as anybody else. Yeah. Don't let your start point dictate your future. It is the dumbest thing to do. And I, I mean dumb in the nicest way. Like, <laughs> it, it, I mean, I'm serious. Like, you yeah. know who I grew up with. You knew how I grew up. Like, we were hood, man. And had we looked around and said, oh, this is it, right. we would all be dead or in jail. Yeah. 100%. And so... You're and, and I can assure you that none of us are right. because we all look around and go, hey, I got just as much chance as fucking anybody else to make it. Right. Um, so if you're Charlie Bucket, man, keep keep plugging along. And then the last thing that I want to recap is if you are the authority figure in a Charlie's life or in a fucking Veruca's life. Right. right? Or Augustus put the fork down brother's life. Like <laughs> if you've got that influence, man, choose to love your people. Make that the first thing you do. Yeah. And then I, I can promise you, because we're living it, the rest will come. Yeah. The rest will come. Right. That doesn't mean there aren't going to be hard days. <laughs> There's not going to be some long nights. But it does. It it will change the trajectory and the legacy right. that you have as a family and that generations will recognize we do this because Grandfather Travis exactly. started this and, tradition. And if you quiz me 20 years from now... 
what the exact dollar amount to the penny was in the bank account this very moment, I won't know. But in 20 years, I'll be able to look at where our kids are and know that that is a direct reflection of the choices we made to be present in their lives. Amen. All right. Hey, that's crazy because Andre hit you with an amen earlier. So, All right. So I think we're going to wrap it there unless you've got any other nuggets. You're not going to steal it from me this time? I really appreciate that. I'm going to let you have it this time. Well, thank you. Anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. All right, folks, there you have it. That was the show. Uh, So like I said at the top, if you haven't seen the movie, you should probably go watch it and then re-listen to the episode because you go, oh, I get it. If you have seen the movie, you had a lot of ahas through the whole thing, right? Because you're like, oh, yeah, she did get shot down the chute and you did have to go to the juicy room. Sorry, Violet. But um, that was the show. Hope you guys took something away from it. I'm just excited because I got to talk about Willy Wonka for like 20 minutes. And I'm even more excited because I'm like, oh, I could totally do a hook show, too. So keep your peepers popped for that one because that might be coming very soon. Anyway, hope you guys enjoy the show and we'll talk to you next time. Nice to be in orbit.